and welcome to the Rattle On Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I'm Alfred, and with <laughs> me is my dear friend, my Scottish brother, Mr. Adam Thomas. Hello. Say hello. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yes, you don't oh. need to tell me to say hello. I've done this before. <laughs> I know, but it's all new, Adam. Yeah, well, you we started, s- which has thrown me completely. <laughs> I know. I thought I'd do it just to throw you off. Ah, oh, hello, listeners. Uh, as I've said, I'm Alfred. He's Adam. This is our new podcast, which is to say we used to have a different podcast. But uh, we're doing this thing. It's our own thing. We're getting on with it. Yeah, Here we are. We definitely... Ah, oh, yeah, we're going solo. It's nerve-wracking, it's terrifying, but we're going to be just fine. We're definitely not doing a do-over, because we tried to record it last week and then decided to change the name of the podcast. Don't know what you're on about. But this week, the week of the 24th, there is much things to talk about. But, ah, oh, fucked it up already. It's <laughs> the week of the 23rd, doesn't it? <laughs> it is, but also, I forgot to cover... It's the Rattle On podcast with me, Alfred, and him, Adam, where we talk about video games, films, TV, comic books from time to time, depending on what mood I'm in. It's just ah, everything and anything. If we're interested in it, we'll talk about it. Um, Adam, why have we called it Rattle On? Because we needed a better name. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the old, po- the, the previous name. No, in case it, in case it turns out to be gold, and then we've got it. Oh, up our we've got it. We're holding on to it. We're ready with that one. It's to been go. trademarked yeah. and everything, so I'm not giving it up. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Oh, um, Adam. We, we call it rattle on because, well, there's a. We're going to rattle on about stuff, oh, and we we, do we, like we thought rattle. about calling it ramble on, but. That was One, taken. Yeah, that's taken by a lot of podcasts, none of which are about talking, more about wandering about, <laughs> rambling, uh, uh, that, which is what yeah. you do out in the countryside. <laughs> which My granddad's is, a rambler. Yeah, which, which is fine. That's, if that's oh, what you're interested yeah. in, that's not a problem, but that's not I'm really the vibe we are going for <laughs> with no, this podcast, I'm, so we thought, well... We could rattle on about stuff instead. That's though I'm I'm disappointed none of those ramble on podcasts are about Led Zeppelin, just a podcast dedicated to Led Zeppelin. One of them is. I did say we should do that, but one, you were like, no. One of them is. <laughs> oh, it's one of them. <laughs> oh, that's good. Then. That's good. <laughs> it says it in the title. <laughs> I don't know. You did all the research into the name. Yeah, all well, the the entire research I did, which is go onto my podcast app of choice and search. <laughs> That's fine, it's yeah. good. Look, at the end of the day, you came up with the name last time, it was bad. You came up with this one, it's great. Yeah, to be it's fair, all good. To be fair, you f- redeemed yourself. The, the first name was a placeholder name, as a joke. Was it? When we were talking about it, and you went, all right then. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> made help. everything yeah. a Gmail, everything worth it. And you oh, go, you got to oh. get on these things, Adam. Yeah. I'm, well, look, if I hadn't done it, where would we be? I'm probably still talking about it, yeah, <laughs> trying to come up still, with the less shit <laughs> Exactly, we'd still be talking about, oh, maybe let's do a podcast again. But instead, I pushed us into it, and now we're doing a podcast again. Yeah, it's not bad. You know what I mean? It's next level. If I hadn't have done that and made us commit to the bad name for at least a week without even releasing the episode, then we wouldn't have come up with this new... You wouldn't have come up with this much better name, this new name, this fun, sexy name. And... And then we wouldn't be here doing this. The the best part, Alfred, is we've already lived up to that name by rattling on about the name of the podcast for too long. Right then. Why don't you introduce yourself? Where are are you from? 
Oh, I see you skipped yeah. over all of this fun stuff last week when yeah, we launched our other. Yeah. But you wanted the end, so I did because I just feel like it's important. It's the first episode of a new podcast. A little people bit are of coming to this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's going to be people maybe coming to this who've never heard us before. Probably. And we, we should say, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Christ, <laughs> if it's just the, the same people be... again, that's not going to be very many. <laughs> oh, there's not going to be many, and they're just going to be really annoyed that we left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alfred. Hello. Uh, what is there to know, really? Uh, Where do you live? I like games. I'm not telling people that. Rough geographical area. <laughs> All right. I'm from Cambridgeshire. How about that? There we go. Hmm. That's not bad. That's that's just broad enough. Yeah, that's 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 fairly broad. That's I'll just broad that. enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm a student at the moment, doing media studies, getting my degree. Uh, with a little, uh, with my my focus personally is on filmmaking. So there you go. It's a little bit there about me, and that's why uh, we're doing a podcast, which uses none of those skills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but this does use my skills as a musician and as an audio engineer, which is another thing that I have done for many years now. Uh, I'm a guitarist, and I'm all right. I'm average. I'm not very. I'm not that good, or else I wouldn't be doing this. But. <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, I love you, Adam. You know I don't mean that. But, uh, yeah. A background, yeah, audio entertainment background. Worked as an actor when I was little. Very much grown up within the world of media and entertainment and, you know, specifically comic books and pop stuff. culture and stuff. Yeah. Stuff that well, but, the listeners will no doubt learn more about as we... They'll learn more. They'll find out. Yeah, as we... Journey through this rattling I'm sure we'll, pod. I'm sure I will divulge much more information that I shouldn't be putting out in the public. <laughs> but Adam, tell us about yourself. Well, Where are you from? What do you do? Well, I am from you just love? outside Glasgow, which What is did you have for lunch? <laughs> lunch? Um, I didn't have lunch. <laughs> oh, no. Rookie, rookie era. Yeah, but I had breakfast and I had dinner, but no lunch. So that, oh. that throws that question out of the window. Just cut that. It does a little bit. <laughs> No, I'm from outside Glasgow, just outside Glasgow, which is broad enough, again, because it could be any side of Glasgow, you don't know. Um, it could be left, it could be right. Yeah, it could be up or down, you never know. Right. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, what was the other things you said? <laughs> I can't remember, just... You know what, I, you, you basically, you say what I said about myself, but you say it about yourself. Yeah, but I work for a living. <laughs> In a relatively easy job as a caretaker, which isn't that exciting. I basically look after residential blocks. It's Um, not unexciting, though. Yeah, well, it has its moments. There's the time I found a bin in the back stairs. (laughs) (laughs) There's the time I found a bin. (laughs) No, no, it's it's a wheelie bin, right? The the high rise block is thirteen floors, right? So it doesn't Blimey. have wheelie bins. It has really oh, big. It has bins. the big dumpsters. Yeah, yeah. they're called paladin bins, which is the big ones, and they go under the bin mm. chute and stuff. And that's all fine. But I came into work, and you know, doing health and safety check. You walk down the building, check all the lights are on, and no one's lying in a puddle of blood or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I walked out onto the stairs on the thirteenth floor, and there's a fucking bin. <laughs> And I have on the thirteenth floor. On the thirteenth floor, so someone's stolen a bin from fucking elsewhere to get up to the thirteenth floor, presumably. Is there an elevator? Yeah, presumably in the lift, and then abandoned it in the stairs, and not just like 
on the landing of the stairs or like halfway down the stairs it was sitting in between the railings like precariously balanced over the gap that goes all the way down the middle so it's just sitting there what? at an angle <laughs> I have pictures of it. Oh, you got to send me those. <laughs> I have pictures of it. It's just fucking sitting there, and I went, I'm so glad I have a camera phone, because no one would fucking Surely believe that's this. the artwork for this week's podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it might as well be. But I was, I was fucking, oh. I stood there for 10 minutes laughing solidly <laughs> that morning, and then I've phoned my boss that. to fucking explain, what, what, what exactly do you want me to do with this bin? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the the oh. things that happen. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to put my bin out. Yeah, I've already put mine out. Oh, I've got to do that. It's a Monday <laughs> night, yeah. Right then. <laughs> there you go, there's some information about us. If... Yes. <laughs> and as you can gather from the fact that I'm on a podcast to talk about these things, I also like video games and movies and whatnot. Again, Either that or I was dragging you along for it. Well, it sounded like it at the start where you went, well, I just Aww. went and fucking did it. <laughs> now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you off guard. Well, you always used to intro our old podcast, and I thought, let's mix it up. I'll do this one then. Yeah, because you failed spectacularly last week. <laughs> no one needs to know about that. Uh, I, we'll do it a week on, week off. I've done the first one. You, I'm on the odd numbers. You do the even numbers. There we go. It's beautiful. Oh, well, mm. There's a system broken out all of a sudden. Yeah, Method in the madness. Oh, almost. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> yes. As it's, I think it's... We've established it. We're all about that pop culture stuff. We're all about that yes. modern consumerist entertainment thing. We love it oh so much. Our comics, our games. Damn, we love our games. Yeah. Them movies, them films, that TV shows... That TV, them TV shows. Yeah. There's very specific TV show that we're going to talk about today that you and I are both very big fans of. Extremely big, I think. Bit it's very huge, especially it's for you. <laughs> well, for me, yeah. But I spe- the past couple of months, we uh, we've amped it up our, our, our love of that show. But let's let's break, set down one ground rule about the intros. Let's set the other ground rules. How we do this podcast? What's going on? Here's the basic idea. What's the format? What we're we doing, Adam? How do we do this? Well, what we're we doing? We're going to do. Tell s- me about it. We're going to do some news, and then we're oh, going to do a talking point. Oh, love it! Excellent. Yeah. Right then, on with the news. Tell us the news. What's the news, newsman, Adam? <laughs> That's not my name. <laughs> I'm not it sti- is now, baby. <laughs> I'm not sticking with that. Oh, okay. Well, the news that has came out today, as we record this on Monday. Mm-hmm. peek behind the curtain there for people um, depending on when this actually goes out is that the Doctor Who companions have been revealed interesting indeed yes, all three of them three mm-hmm. returning characters or Ooh. recurring characters What what's the term? yeah, recurring characters yeah, recurring characters now, well, yeah hang on, I'm, I'm rereading the article I say the article, it's not even a paragraph of text. It's a photograph and about 50 words. What? This is what passes for German <laughs> at the BBC. Yeah, well, about <sighs> the BBC's own fucking TV show. <laughs> oh, enthusiasm there, isn't it? Uh, it shows how much geez. they fucking care about it, doesn't it? <laughs> They're not bothered. There's a, there's a woman in it now, they don't care. 
Ooh, dodgy. <laughs> dodgy. <laughs> we are very yeah. supportive of Jodie Whittaker becoming the Doctor. Oh, we are. Yeah. We're 100%. 100% on board with this. So, so the listeners don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> Just, yeah, no. What, what I was saying there is BBC bad. <laughs> apart from <laughs> making Doctor Who, which is good. Apart from, apart from making Doctor Who, yeah. yeah. And um, a few other things. <laughs> yeah, they did that. Let's not uh, list them, because that's going to take all pod. <laughs> yeah. No, what else have they done that's good? Oh, dear God. Let's move on. Alfred, the first yeah. of the recurring characters that have been named, the first of the three, is being played by Bradley Walsh. who Famous, is the, of course, for The Chase. Yeah, the, the host of The Chase. Yeah. And Wheel of Fortune, apparently. I'm just when did, What? Yeah. Apparently he hosted that. Don't remember point. that. I don't know. Well, the, the <sighs> chase is the only thing that's relevant at the moment because that's no, actually on like TV. Chase. I don't particularly like oh, any of those. Yeah, whenever I go around my nan, my nan loves the chase. I don't know why. She's not very good at it. <laughs> so I don't get why she's so. No, but do you know what I mean? Like quiz shows like that. Normally people who are into them are pretty good at quiz shows. Yeah. So like that's oh, yeah. why they enjoy them. But my nan just like. She's like, oh, I like the chase. I'm like, why do you like the chase? She's never been able to tell me why she likes the chase. She doesn't even like Bradley Walsh that much. Oh, dear. She doesn't dislike him. She's just like, it's not like Deal or No Deal where people used to watch it for Noel Edmonds. Do you know what I mean? It was an entire bit in Gavin and Stacey about Noel Edmonds on Deal or No Deal for three series. Do you know, it's like, it's not the same level. Yeah. Anyway, Bradley Walsh is going to be in Doctor Who. Which is an interesting call. I now, I have to, first of all, if my mate Ryan is listening to this, which he may or may not be, uh, fair play. He 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 told me he'd heard the rumor. He was like, oh, you heard the rumor Bradley Walsh is going to be the, the companion in Doctor Who. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, no chance. Get out. Um, I stand by that statement. I don't think he's going to be a companion. I think he's going to be a recurring character. I think he's going to be involved in some, obviously, in some way with the Doctor. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to see Bradley Walsh racing about in the TARDIS and in space and time, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's fair to say that when these have been announced, there's three of them, two of them are guys, yeah. and there's quite a lot of, oh, look, they're putting two guys in with the female Doctor. And like, yeah, yeah just, let's just dial that. it back a little bit yeah. before we jump on. We don't know anything about the characters or how they're going to fit yeah, exactly. together into it. Because you go, well, you know, like... In Matt Smith's run, you had Rory there, and you have River mm. Song, you know, and the as well as Amy. So you've got three recurring characters there, you know. But I they guess, weren't all I companions guess. all at one time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they pop I mean, up quite it, regularly throughout. And with, with an educated guess, if I was Chris Chibnall and I'm writing the show and I'm writing my series of Doctor Who, right, and no, but like we, we, <laughs> we work it out retrospectively with this information that we've got. Chances are Bradley Walsh's character is going to be sort of akin to maybe Matt Lucas's character in the last series, Nardole. Yeah. Just sort of almost like the Doctor's keeper <laughs> or, or, you know, or yeah. one of the companions kind of maybe a teacher or uh, a parent or some kind of figure there that's outside of the... The, the Doctor's world, kind of looking yeah. in and going, what, what are you doing? That doesn't fit um, in the traditional Doctor and companion yeah, role. Yeah, sort of, 
in in Matt's last series with the Ponds with Amy and Rory, you had um, Rory's dad show up for the last like five episodes. He popped up in and out, and he was played by Thingy. I can't remember his name. Uh, Arthur Weasley in Harry Potter. I can't remember his name. What's his name? Adam. Not a fucking Adam. clue. <laughs> Be secret Googling in the background. Adam. <laughs> Sound intelligent. Come in with the answer. Who is it? Who was it? Rory's dad. I'm going to Google it. Rory's dad, Doctor Who. Brian Williams. That's the one. Was the father of Rory Williams. <laughs> That's the character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're not wrong. Mark Williams, that's it. Classic British actor, Mark Williams. Look. Anyway, points to the stands. I think, I, I think that's probably going to be Bradley Walsh's role in the series, and our two other actors are going to be the, the companions yeah, proper. The, 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 main, the main people. Indeedily. Yes, well... Who are they? Well, the, the next person is Mandip Gill. Is that oh. how you pronounce that prayer? We're going to say yes. Well, that's how it's spelled, Probably so Mandeep. that's what I'm going to go with. Because um, I, I, I don't actually know of this, this person particularly well. She was in Hollyoaks she, and stuff. Oh, which is, that's a TV show. Yeah, well, Hollyoaks, Doctors, Casualty, that you know, n- none of these programmes I watch. Mm. <laughs> so no. that's kind of... It's not an indictment of our, our, our ability or anything like that. It's just not programs I I watch. No, um, so yeah. I don't I don't know her. You and me both, well. brother. Um, so she's going to be another one of the recurring characters. Cool, um, probably companion. Yeah, I would imagine so. For you know, proper companion, probably. Uh, I because I don't think well when they announced Jodie Whittaker as Doctor Who. A lot of a lot of people said, "Oh, well, they're probably going to do the role reversal. Where the Doctor's going to be female and the companion will be male, and that will be it, and it will just be a, a flip." The the traditional setup of the show flipped on its head. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to remain as it was, where the Doctor's sort of the the first companion, which is you know companion main companion of series, is probably going to be female. Um, yeah, I don't... yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think making the Doctor female and then deliberately flipping that round. It's a bit predictable, it's a bit boring, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it defeats yeah. the point and the victory of having a female Doctor, where the whole point of that is is she should just be the Doctor, as it's always Indeed. been. Regardless of who the companion is, they shouldn't be tinkering with the relationship in any way. The Doctor should still be the Doctor. Yeah, that's that's the victory which we're all hoping for. I'm sure it's gonna. I'm yeah. sure it will be. Like Chris is it more capable be. of delivering it. So, oh. <sighs> you're on f- first name basis, with Chris Chibnall. Oh, <laughs> I've been yeah, chatting Chris. him up oh, secretly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Chris, how's it going, mate? Oh, yeah. That's a new series coming along. Yeah, you written it. Oh, nice one. Yeah. When you start from oh autumn, yeah, nice one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas special, Christmas. Bloody Adam and Chris sitting in a tree. Who's oh. <laughs> the other companion, Adam? Oh, another one with a difficult-looking name. <laughs> Tosin Cole? That's a cool name. 
Is that? <laughs> I don't know. We don't know anything about anyone. Is, is, is that is that can... a joke? <laughs> no, it's a, a cool word, name. Wordplay on coal and cool. I don't know. No, no. I thought, I thought, that, I thought that's where you were going with it. <laughs> not even. No. Apparently, he was also on Hollyoaks. Yeah. Has Hollyoaks ended? Is that is that what's happened? The no actors idea. looking for work and they've ended up on Doctor Who. <laughs> I honestly don't know. <laughs> I doubt it. It's probably going to go on forever because that's, I mean, Coronation Street and whatever else. He's is been still in going. Doctor Who before. Again, he's he played someone called Ryan. It, well, oh no! Hang on, no, no. that's the name of his character in the series. My bad. No, no, he's he's joining it's an up. elite group of Warwick yeah. Davis, Dave Prowse, and Felicity Jones, who have starred in both. Doctor Who and Star Wars. And Star Wars, yeah. yeah. No, so that's my bad. He, it's he was just the way the... IMDb lists credits. Yeah. It listed Doctor Who as 2005 on his credit list. Because <laughs> uh, it's... But when Do- it should say 2018, yeah. someone's entered it wrong. So I was like, yeah, oh, he's already been in it. Because it's Doctor Who that restarted yeah. in 2005. <laughs> yeah, oh. but someone's literally entered it in that he was in the show in 2005. It is. IMDb is a bit funny about yeah. how it does things but yeah apparently his character is called ryan so yeah. there we go that's nice so he's appeared in star wars the force awakens oh i like how it says he, he had a speaking role <laughs> as a member of mm. the red squadron whichever one that is oh that's that's poe dameron's squad squadron yeah i, I would have su- assume so um yeah <laughs> i just like that it clarifies that, that it's he probably spe- got blown up or something he has a speaking role all right oh it's <laughs> an important credit to have calm down <laughs> Yeah, like EastEnders and Hollyoaks and stuff as well. So someone we've not seen much of. That's if he was. It's nice. Yeah. But, well, we personally haven't seen much of. Yeah, that, that's why. But he I was is speaking yeah. for the both of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Nice. It's cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah, they're, they're obviously talented. They've been cast. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens from here. Yeah, find out. Yeah. On the sub, while we're in the realm of sci-fi, there's good news, Adam. Is there? <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, yes. <laughs> and this is something we will talk about later. Wink, wink, because I'm editing in the audio from last week. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but that little show that we quite enjoy, Star Trek Discovery, has been renewed for a second series by Excellent. CBS. We're happy about that. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's been doing well so far. Um Yes, we won't go into more of it. We'll talk about it later. Uh, What is some other news? Well, we're in Netflix territory. (laughs) Yeah, I like how this is all flowing together. But Ah, it's almost like we planned it efficiently. Yeah, almost, but we didn't. (laughs) And now we're butchering the fucking execution. But get on with it. Keep rolling. Yeah, well, as it turns out, the Punisher series is coming much earlier than anyone was expecting on the yeah. 17th of November. That's yeah. news that literally passed me by completely a few days ago when it actually came yeah. out. But I spotted it today, so <laughs> that's why it's on, I, it's on the running order. Um, <laughs> I understand it, that this is not the original date for the Punisher. And that originally it was meant to come out about a week, two weeks ago. All right. And it it was going to be like Marvel because you know they had the whole promotional like teaser trailer bits where the the release date was all redacted like a military document 
And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, and they were teasing it like it was going to, you know, very clearly like it, it was going to be a surprise drop and they were going to go, oh, here's the Punisher. Um, I understand it. It's a rumor, but it, I find it quite believable that it was meant to come out like Marvel Netflix were going to be like, I can't remember. What was Boom. It? <laughs> I think it was New York Comic Con. They were going to be like, here you go, it's Punisher tonight. And then loads of people got shot in Las Vegas. Ah, uh, yeah. So, I remember they were so, supposed to have the... Well, I remember them cancelling an event for it, which yeah, everyone yeah, presumed that, was a trailer. Yeah. Or at least it was reported think, as a trailer, but you might have been right that I, it would have I, been a... I heard that it was meant to be... They were going to be like... They were going to show people, here's the first episode, and then the, and it was also going to be the announcement of it's on Netflix... Net, you know, yeah, comes out in an hour or whatever. Yeah, so for they, everyone they, to watch. Yeah, they, they dropped that, that hideous, in at the end. Uh, yeah. that hideous um, atrocity, atrocity. Yeah, occurred, and they and Marvel and Netflix, I assume, quite wisely, probably went. Yeah, let, maybe let's not do that. Yeah, that, it's very sensible. Let's not release yeah. the series about the mass murderer. That's what you call <sighs> being sensitive to the situation. Where yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the Punisher as a TV show. Or anything no. else, but it's definitely wise to just, yeah, just knock it back a little. It's context, bit. Yeah. it's all about context. Yeah. And, knock and it back a little bit in light of events yeah. like that, which is fair enough. Anyway, that is that is what I have heard, and at least given given the fact, given those teasers that sort of poked a bit of fun at us fans, going, "Oh, when's it going to come out?" And it certainly seemed like, you know, because it's been it's been the rumor for. Years at this point with, with Netflix original shows that you know, oh maybe they'll just drop, they'll just randomly they can just randomly drop it at any time, and a lot of people, myself included, have kind of been thinking, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, apart from the so fact I, that you would suddenly go, shit, I have to watch. <laughs> True, I can't, I can't plan a Friday all around it, but um, <laughs> is that that is a Friday, isn't it? Seventeenth of November. They've all, they've all dropped on Fridays. All the other Marvel shows have. Yes, it is on it. Oh, I'm just, I'm so good. <laughs> well, it was a good guess. I know. They all came out on Fridays, so the 17th is probably a Friday. Yeah, that just, yeah. well, you never know. You, you do. Um, you never know. You never know what yeah. someone might be capable of. Oh, I feel like we're getting a bit. <laughs> That's an awkward segue in half. Yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> it's very it's a bit on the weird. nose. <laughs> Oh, we've gone from we've gone from one f- in between fun and awful talking point, <laughs> give, just because of what I said about it, to awful a really weird segue into a really awful <laughs> point. <laughs> Do we've got two more awful points to go? Oh no, Adam. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna use. It's mostly downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on what you cut in. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewise, to sprinkle I'm some joy it. into the show. That other stuff's going after the news rates. <laughs> <laughs> Just because the way we recorded it last week. No, no, that's, I'm that's all right. giving too much away. It's, it's all right. th- this part we're going to cut. <laughs> is it, are we? Because the dream is that we just, I just slot in this, the, the, those, a couple of bits from last week. Yeah, but you can fill t- out an t- hour. This, but are you wanting to use my very on the nose segue or do you want a different one <laughs> I don't know look if it comes down to it because I probably won't get around to editing it until Wednesday during the day 
And if and if if it if it is the case, I'm going to send you a message. Just like we've got to do some overdubs, mate. <laughs> oh, that's fine. And my cat just meowed. I didn't hear it that time, so it's fine. That's all right. I think she wants to go out. Hang on, I'm going to open the door while we're in between talking points. I'll be right back. Just time. I'm back. I've taken a drink of juice, you know. Oh, I'm going to have a wee drink also. What kind of juice are you having? Well, and not to play up any Scottish stereotypes, but Iron Brew. <laughs> oh, mine's gin. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's uh, it's Dr. Pepper. Ooh, Dr. Pepper. I, I, uh, mate, it goes brilliantly with vodka. The doctor. I know it does. <laughs> That's, that, that was a secret uh, that I discovered because, you, you know, when you're young and poor, you... You go, right, we need, we need, we need, we, we've spent all of the money apart from like two pounds on, you know, the two pound change you get from a 20 on yeah. vodka. Some we nice need, vodka. we need the mixers. What, what can we have? Oh, those are on offer. Ah, oh, it's basically Coke. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> they, they I, don't, do. I don't get Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I really like it, but I don't get it. I don't know what it's meant to be. I'm, I'm going to admit wholeheartedly that putting vodka in it ruined it because I can't drink it mm. without it anymore. <laughs> it just doesn't taste right without <laughs> vodka in it. Bad, uh, but, we do not condone underage drinking. No, of course. I was so completely just, legally just put, aged. I, I know, I'm just putting that out there for I anyone was still who's listening. young and poor, even though I was over yeah. 18. Uh, Mate, I'm still young and poor. We both are. <laughs> Yeah, admittedly, that is true. Oh, <laughs> dear. What's the miserable other talking point, Adam? Well, Neil Gaff, the infamous Neil Gaff, uh, rumour mill craze that it is, is closed. Because All right, clarification. That's not the miserable fact. No. The miserable fact is why it closed. Yeah, that, that, that's... <laughs> Fuck Neil Gaff. That, that is... Neither here nor there. I don't particularly yeah. care either way about Neil Gaff, but it's obviously yeah. quite infamous just because a lot of news stories and stuff have came from there with people mm. uh, spilling the beans on stuff they probably shouldn't have. Naughty, um, naughty. But it's closed down because the owner of it has been accused of sexual assault, misconduct, whatever the oh. phrase was. Um, <laughs> whatever the phrase was. Was that sensitivity gone, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Well, for, how do we? I've forgotten. How the, do we keep? The, end, the, how do we keep ending up on sort of slightly just kind of serious topics? And it's you and me. <laughs> I'm being quite flippant about the terminology, <laughs> not right, the then. incident itself. Just, um, I'm just saying. Uh, well, sexual misconduct. We'll say. Mm. Um, and a load of uh, moderators for the site and that resigned in light of that. So I'm assuming that's partly why it's shut. There's no one there to fucking run much. it. Yeah. 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 If there's no one there to actually run the site, then it's not going to stay up for very long, I'd imagine. So, yeah, that's just just yet another one of those stories that you go, I, oh, for did, fuck's did, sake. <laughs> did you ever use Neogaf? No. I never. I went on it once. I can't remember what for. All I remember is seeing this thread of people and it was just the most toxic thing I'd ever seen. And I was just like, well, no, my I'm experience out. of Neo Gaff is 
Um, That's where the leaks come from. Is yeah, either yeah. It being mentioned in news stories from like IGN or whatever of a yeah. person on Neo Gaff said, and it turned out to be true, <laughs> or yeah. you know, like a week later or whatever it is when it finally got released or the trailer for a game dropped or whatever, um, or just the the general you know podcasts and stuff joking about mm. how toxic and bad Neo Gaff was. Yeah, but I don't have any first-hand experience. I'm sure people who write news stories for a living are going to miss it dreadfully. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) Something else will something else will pop up and take its place. Yeah, I would imagine so. There's 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 probably some some group of people sat around somewhere right now going, right, let's get our website up. It's time. Neogaf's dead. Oh. Neo you know, some other, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some 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 <laughs> some other yeah. some other site that does the same basic thing, but just you know, for whatever reason, wasn't as popular. Will take its place. Um, I'm not. I'm not too bothered. I about really this. hope it is called Neo Guff. <laughs> Do you want to? Should we register it right now? Just, just for the hilarity of people having just, you yeah. <laughs> listening to people in IGN news videos or whatever, that would be hysterical. <laughs> <sighs> Rumours abound I'd, from Neil Goff. <laughs> I'd love to see Naomi Kyle make that news read. <laughs> Without laughing. <laughs> she's she's very good at doing the news reads. Yeah, definitely. But Neil Goff. <laughs> <laughs> she, nah, she could say that with a straight face. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I have to edit it out the five minutes of laughter after it. But yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, dear. You know what else has been closed down, though, Adam? Yes, th- this is the, yeah. news that directly affects us. Well, we're both very sad by, saddened by this. Yeah. Oh, EA has closed down Visceral Games for the dumbest reason ever. Dear, there's... It's... That's the part that makes it the most irritating. It's not that it's been closed down or the studio wasn't successful enough or not made enough money or blah, blah, blah. I think as it goes, Visceral, Visceral Games were pretty successful for EA. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying that instead of going down that route of, you know, wasn't doing well compared to expectations, costing too much money, blah, 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 you know, business reasons, so we've had to close it. Mm. They've went for... We've closed them down because the game that we're developing is a linear single-player experience. And How set, dare they? Set in the Star Wars universe. You know, that, that game that they brought Amy Hennig on board to work on, <laughs> which was designed, specifically set out as it was supposed to be the, the single-player linear <laughs> story experience for the Star Wars franchise of games that EA have signed the publishing deal with Disney for and all the rest of it. Well, you've yeah. got your you've got your Battlefront from DICE and all the rest of it. This is going to be your single-player narrative, story-driven thing. And someone at EA's decided, my God, that's what they're actually making. Shut that down. As if they, they didn't, didn't fucking know. know. <laughs> 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 the statement's just laughable. It makes you think, how are you in charge of a company that big if you didn't I, fucking know that that's well, what Visceral do? <laughs> I, I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's, it, you could argue um, that if Mass Effect Andromeda had been a better game and a more successful game, then 
that that was probably would have been one of the reasons they shut down Bioware. Was it Bioware Montreal? Yeah, that was who was working yeah. on Andromeda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, they're I think they're gone now. But aren't they? Bioware main team, the main two teams are working on Anthem and presumably whatever the next Dragon, Dragon Age, Age game will yeah. be, because that's which is interesting because isn't the Dragon Age series traditionally a, a bit of a linear single player? Yeah, R- it's a RB, it's R- a single RPG player RPG. Uh, I couldn't say RPG. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition had multiplayer in it. As a separate mode that you could play. I I don't know. I never got past the first like um, open world bit. Well, you're daft because it's good. It's a good game, Inquisition. Oh, I didn't get on with the combat. Yeah, I can see that. It's it's one of the the combat and games like that are a very. If you get on with them, great. And then yeah. if you hate them then the, regardless of how good the rest of it is, you're going to struggle. But that, mm. that's entirely that's personal taste. For sure. Yeah. But but the, the game as a whole was brilliant. The world's great. There's lots of... It's it's a very well-thought-out world in Dragon Age. You know, it built, all of the layers build together really well and all, all the interlinking between, you know, the different characters and where they're from and, you know, and all that. It, it builds up very well. It's very... It's a very real feeling world, which is what you want from yeah. something like that. Um, so it is good. It's a shame, yeah. And I'm, this I'm makes sh- me fucking worry that that's going to get canned as well, because EA have mistakenly believed that people don't want single player games because they made some shit agree, ones. They've, they've made a big push for a single player in uh, Star Wars Battlefront, and, and they put they put it in Titanfall two as well. Mm. And, t- and t- damn, that's a good, that's a great single player. I haven't played it myself, and that's oh, partly the problem because mm. that's one of the things that they were told. You know, Titanfall One, brilliant, brilliant, but put it on more consoles and have some single player in it just to draw people in and get them, give them a place to, you know, tinker about and get used to the game before they jump into the multiplayer if they want sort of idea. You know, give them something cool to experience, and it's not worked particularly well because, well, the last time it came out as a console exclusive for the less popular console, <laughs> it is a bit of a. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Because Time for Two is a great game. Yeah, but this, I'm, they I'm, sent I'm, it I'm worried about it as well. I think it's a big a big problem is. A lot of people, like the two of us, we don't have a lot of time. People just don't have as much time as they used yeah. to for the single-player experiences. And I think it's more... It's, it's probably a generational thing where, like, you, you, like you and I, we, we're well into our single-player stuff. I know between us, we've probably put in an easy 300 hours into The Witcher 3. <laughs> between um, us? No, no. I've put in at least that <laughs> on my own. I, 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 I was trying to downplay it, dude. I've put... <laughs> I know for a fact I've put in 500. <laughs> but, but it's, uh, chill, man. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hold that back in. Damn. No, what I was going to say about... Uh, people know we're nerds. I'm trying to just make it that we're not that bad. But I think I think the problem hate. is the, the pe- those, those, those younger than us... Look, frankly, the, the attention spans aren't there. <laughs> so, and, uh, considering... The likes of like The Witcher and stuff like that have sold millions and millions and millions of copies. That doesn't hold too well 
like overall. Mm. And there's loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of single player games that have done well and have done really well. But EA in particular have made some that haven't been particularly well received in like Andromeda, yeah. which is a game that clearly needed more time. That they've and rewriting. Yeah, they, they, they've oh. dis- well, they, they, they paired the game right back from their initial vision, and yeah. then threw it out pretty much. Is that certainly seems to be the case now? To try and get some of their money back out of it instead of giving it the more the more time that it needed for Bioware Montreal to actually polish it up properly and finish it, and without any of the negativity that came from you know the. the stupid facial animations or whatever else I think that game would have done a hell of a lot better it, yeah because the the game is pretty good I enjoyed okay, the game well, I mean it, it, it's like we, we said on a different podcast back when Andromeda came out we enjoyed the gameplay is there it's, it's fun to go run about and get into shootouts and explore and 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 you know the the gameplay and its me- and the mechanics associated are solid it's just the problem is is mass effect as as a series wasn't popular because the gameplay was good because the gameplay frankly wasn't that good until andromeda yeah um it it, it was the characters and the writing and right. the good sort of world building and the intelligent thoughtful design of of the universe that just seemed very lacking in Andromeda and that's why yeah. it didn't do that well with like long time fans like myself yeah and um, i think we can put down the reason why a lot of that's not there is cuz they cut mm. it yeah and cuz they yeah. paired the uh, game right so back and stuff like that which is the whole point of i think i don't lo- think we'll ever know why yeah, i think a lot of those problems would have disappeared if it had more time yeah, uh, and had been in a much better state when it came out. I have yeah. a feeling a, a problem might have been that you know Bioware's working on this and they want to they want to get. I mean that's Bioware Montreal, obviously. Um, I think a problem was is if if they had had put that extra time into it that they wanted to put into it, and they'd been putting a lot of time into it. I mean it'd been on the go for three years, four years. It was a while. They, yeah. It was it was a long time, but I get I. I Right now, I'd think that they were probably going to go for a release sort of next year, 2018. Early-ish, probably spring, post-Christmas release. Uh, or maybe they would have gone for a holiday release this year. Um, but as we now know, that it probably would have ended up going head-to-head with Bioware's other title that's coming out sort of start of next year, Anthem. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion... That at some point somewhere, whether it was someone in Bioware or somewhere at EA, that they go, hmm, well, if you stay on track with this, these two games from Bioware are both going to come out at the same time, and they're both these action-orientated RPGs, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hmm. Uh, I, I hear really, we really only need one at a time. So I hear, I hear let, what you're saying there, but I yeah. counter with the fact that they'd released Titanfall 2 the week before fucking Battlefront. Well, yeah, no, for sure. Or, but but Battlefield One, sorry. I have a, I have a feeling that's more. That I, th- I, I yes. Yeah, it's for, I first person shooter. 
And it, yeah. in the in a space of three weeks, they had Call of, I Call d- of Duty, I know which is obviously Activision. And then, yeah, yeah no, the I know what it is. I'll tell you what it EA is. Games I'll tell you what it is. It's because Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1 are so different. Doesn't like, matter. yes, the first... Put, the f- no, yeah. but it does, though, it because Anthem... Because and, they no, left it, d- it to die. Adam, <laughs> they left yeah. it to die, is my point. It's got a very big player base these days. How big? It's pretty sizable. It's healthy. It's g- I have no problems getting into a game yeah. online or replaying the single player. It's, it's found its feet. Um, but, you're not wrong. But you're not wrong. It, it it definitely looks. Yeah, that was that's bad. But at the end of the day, when you step back and have a look, the only real similarities between Titanfall Two and Battlefield One is they're both first person shooters. Yeah. And that's about it. And whereas when you take a step back and you look at Mass Effect Andromeda and you look at Anthem, it's like, oh, they're both these big sci-fi third-person shooters with RPG but elements and this. They also and that. put it up against exploration Call of Duty this. though as well. Within yeah, but a week I, or two weeks of it. Yeah, but I think e, even EA knew, like all of all of us knew, is that no one was that bothered by Infinite Warfare. Oh, it's still sold. Better than Titanfall. It's still, s- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still as much. A- There's more factors to it than that. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That that release date was totally screwed Titanfall two. They should have either put it out the week before or put it out the week after. Right? They shouldn't have sandwiched it there. They should have put it out either till much later. Well, no, because they want they needed to get it out of that holiday season. Well. Clearly, that's flawed thinking because it didn't do well in the holiday season. Adam, mate, what? I don't know why you're having a go at me about because <laughs> you're trying the to same defend th- it. <laughs> I'm not defending it. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm having a go at looking at it from the perspective of EA. Yeah, and trying and to defend sort of it. Releasing. I'm not defending it one bit. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, this is probably that this, this was probably their rationale. Or this, you know, but I'm with you. It was a stupid decision. They shouldn't have released it then. It should have come out at least two weeks before Battlefield 1. Because then there would have been plenty of breathing room. Everyone who wanted to get their sci-fi kick could have got it from Titanfall 2, right? Two weeks later, bam, here's your historical World War One shooter from the big boys at DICE. Let's go. Let's get the Battlefield 1 on. And then all the Call of Duty fans would have their, their, their play the next week, you know? That's the obvious way to do it. All I'm saying is... And I'm not defending EA for that. I stand with you saying that EA threw Titanfall and Respawn Entertainment under a bus. Like, yeah. I'm not happy about that a because, <laughs> as I've said, Titanfall 2 is a fucking great game. It's yeah. phenomenal. It's one of my favourite games from last year. I love it to bits. Um, and like I said, I still play it. And, and th- I'm happy to say Titanfall 2 has found its feet. It's found its audience. It, You know, the people that wanted to get it got it. And I think that's no... Yeah, that's definitely thanks to the many sort of generous sales that it's appeared on on Xbox and PlayStation and even on, on the Origin uh, store and PC. Yeah. But I think I think at this point, metrics-wise, I think Titanfall d- 2 has done well enough that maybe one day we'll get a third in the entry in the series, third entry in the series. But for now, Respawn Entertainment is focusing on their Star Wars game. Yeah. So hopefully that all goes well. And we're not reporting on Respawn Entertainment getting shut down in the next couple of months. Um, I would hope not. Because I have a, no. I have a feeling because, as I understand it from from the small bits of information that have been put out there, I I I think Respawn are also making a kind of third person action adventure RPG within the Star Wars universe, and I I would 
I, I would I would reckon that uh, I don't know because I, I, I I'm just spitballing here. I'm not saying this is true, and I and I don't necessarily I'm, I'm not necessarily 100 percent on board with what I'm going to say. But like I said, just spitballing. Potentially, maybe someone at EA, you know, they go in, they look at what Respawn's doing, they look at what Visceral's doing, and they go, well, you know what, Respawn's making a better game here. And instead of, for whatever reason, I don't know what it was. I mean, what's the last game Visceral did? Dead Space 3? No, the the last game they, that they worked on would have been Hardline? What the oh, fuck what? is Hard... Battlefield, because I don't think that was... Was that Visceral? What happened with Battlefield Hardline was Visceral did the single-player campaign and DICE did the multiplayer. Because it was the the cops and robbers style one. Yeah, 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 quite right. For some reason, I had it in my head that... um, What else did they work on? They've worked on something else since then, I'm sure. No, no. Well, they've been working on the Star Wars game. (laughs) Yeah, they've been working on the Star Wars game. Which you would Um, think they would be perfect there, considering their skill set. But if you said to me, which studio is it at EA that's making a third-person action-adventure Star Wars game? Is it Visceral or is it Respawn? I would have told you it was Visceral, (laughs) because Respawn's skill set is very much embedded in the first-person shooter genre. With the fact yeah, that it's the sure, people sure. from Infinity War, Infinity Ward and yeah. Modern Warfare One and Two that went on and created Respawn, yeah, and so on and so forth. I think yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is for whatever reason. Because this is the thing: we know Hardline didn't do very well. No, it didn't. This there's no secret. It's, that's no secret. It didn't make. It didn't do very. It's, it did nothing. It doesn't even do well when it shows up for two quid on the PlayStation Store. You know, it's like. No one's playing that game. Um, it's I, a nice idea in theory, but the, the is, execution yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, I think. Yeah. First of all, it was why you attached the battlefield name to it. That was dumb. But because I mean, they obviously, the battlefield oh, we, game. yeah, no, no, we know why they did it. It's because battlefield's an established franchise. Instead of establishing a new yeah. cops and robbers one, let's just use the battlefield tag, and, and there we go. They, We've got they needed an to select away from the complete fucking shambles that Battlefield 4 was when it launched with the which again another another shame because Battlefield 4 after once it was fixed great game but it's even to this day like you say it's never gotten away from that reputation because it was a complete disaster at launch with the at launch yeah but but now it's a pretty great entry in the series Um, whereas Hardline is a very average kind of boring game it's not it's not a lot of fun i don't know if you've ever played it i played the beta for right and that's uh where it was quite clear that you go this is the idea here is here but the execution's not there because they've made it battlefield but yeah they've just thrown in some cops and robbersy stuff on top whereas what it really needed was them to remake it as a cops and robbers game and start from the beginning what it wanted to be was pay, the Payday series, but you had some people playing as... Yeah, or True Crime, that game from, yeah. like, the PS2, where you, where you could frisk people in the street and all well, that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so something along that kind of line. That's where it wanted to kind of go, but it didn't because it was a Battlefield yeah. game. Yeah, but the thing is, is, if you step out of that, that's the multiplayer that we're talking about there, yeah. but let's focus on the more important thing and the more relevant thing, at least with where their Star Wars game was centred, which was the single-player... The single player for Hardline was meh. Yeah. 
It, I can't tell you anything about it. It was a bit. It was dull. It was stale. They tried some nice things with it. The the, the idea that you don't have to shoot everyone. You can arrest them and whatever. That's gameplay stuff. But from a writing perspective, it was really weak. Um, but I, you know, and it's like that. That came out two thousand fifteen. Something yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2015. We're two years on. They're probably at least a year and a half into development on the Star Wars game. And I... Well, when when was Battlefront? 26? Uh, Battlefront would have been 2015. Yeah, it came out just before Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, and Cause, EA cause would have announced that, their publishing yeah. deal with the Disney for Star Wars and all that. About July time, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember it happening. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I don't know. I, th- I just, I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to find out for a little while what happened there. I'm sure someone from Visceral will talk about it at some point, or someone from EA will talk about it yeah. at some point. But for the time being, they've shut down one of the better studios under the EA wing for a sort of pretty dumb reason, at least at the moment. Um, yeah, it, it does strike me as a misreading of the the general market trends. Well, no, if you make bad single player games, people aren't going to play them, mm. and that, that's bad in the sense of if you release it at a bad time, it's going to die. <laughs> if you don't let it, if you release it in a not particularly brilliantly polished state, it's going to die. <laughs> yeah, because it's just going to get slammed with. People saying, oh, I really like everything about it, but... And it's the but that kills it. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's a shame, really. But yeah. uh, Because yeah. th- th- there's a big talking point in all of that <laughs> for fucking yeah, the single-player and multiplayer fucking debate and the industry yeah. as a whole that we could go into. Um, ah, well, that's that's for another time. That's to come, Adam. In the, yeah. t- from, in the time being, I want to talk to you about something. There's a brand new series of Star Trek. This Star Trek Discovery. It's from CBS. It's airing on Netflix Weekly. I'm saying it with weird inflection. I don't know why. <laughs> because it's been controversial. Oh, no, it has. And yes. I want to talk about... First of all, I want us to talk about the show. We've both been watching it. So we should discuss... Yeah. But also, I was actually watching the most recent episode. It's quite good. I, I literally just came off, oh, you know, finished yes. watching it when I checked Messenger and went, "Oh shit, Alfred's <laughs> been ready for half an hour." Nah. <laughs> but um, I want to talk about that. Yeah. I think we should talk about the show. We should discuss yeah. at length. But also, I want to talk about fandoms and <laughs> the fandom of Star Trek, oh, and more recently, more controversy, the fandom around Rick and Morty and a recent <sighs> incident. In the US, regarding that show, and check, certain... check your watches, listeners, because it's going to be another while. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. But I, I just kind of, I want to, I want to, yeah. I think we should, we should talk about that stuff. But first of all, let's talk about Star Trek Discovery. It's a prequel to the original series. It's right, is very it? flash. It's got a butt ton of budget behind it. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you not know? Uh, right. Alfred, how much about oh, Star Trek right. timelines do you know and understand? Are are you as clued in on that as you are in Doctor Who? No. 
Well, I'm even less clued in on that than Well, then, I shall help you. But I did notice in the most recent episode that a certain Jonathan Archer was mentioned, which is the captain from Enterprise, which Indeed. was the prequel of the prequel of the prequels. Yep. It's <laughs> the very first what, and, Warp 5 and, uh, ship, I think it is. Christopher Pike, captain, who is later an admiral. He's, he is... He is the captain who sort of takes a young Kirk under his wing. Right. Yeah. Well, <sighs> so, sort of. I can't remember if he does. <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem. I've just annoyed many Star Trek fans, probably, if there are any listening. Oh, because my, my big problem is I, it's been a, I watched the original series when I was little, yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. And obviously, you know, that this I'm talking early 2000s. I watched it. My dad gave me it. I watched it. I enjoyed it. The thing is, is since then, there have been the Paramount films that have come out from J.J. Abrams. Yeah, which... And I've watched those, and now I've kind of gotten all of the timelines and relationships and characters, at least for the original series, a bit muddled up in my head. Yeah. Because I've got... I can picture things that happen in those films, but William Shatner's doing them. And I'm like, well, that's not right. And I can see original episodes in my head but it's got the cast from the abrams films and yeah. the sets and i'm like what is i think i think it's so, fair to say then that although we're star trek fans we're not hardcore fans. we're not we're not trekkies yeah we're, we're not proper trekkies uh, we're not i haven't watched we're definitely not all of the series is nah. through I've, I've watched plenty of voyager and uh the next generation and stuff when they were on tv all the time yeah. And again, with I mom and dad though, or whatever, just watching them as they're on the TV. Yeah. We can say, the two of us, we're both, we, we appreciate the show. We appreciate everything it has done for sci-fi. Well, what it stands and for and all of respect. What it stands for, yeah, yeah okay. especially the, the original series yeah. and the next generation particularly. Well, what it was we're, designed yeah, to be, you know, diverse yeah, and everything else. Uh, we're fans of the message of the show yeah. we enjoy the world that it is created and exists in it's cool yeah. it's, we love it and, but we're not too super into yeah. it and Enterprise so, is the only one I've watched the, the whole series well, of yeah. Yeah. well then prepare so Star Trek Discovery it's a new series yes. it's a prequel it is set 10 years before the original series right. and it centres on the USS Discovery yes. and her crew uh, it's during the point of, obviously this isn't for you Adam this is for the benefit of people who maybe haven't watched the show yet it's <laughs> it fills in the gaps kind of it, it's all about the war between Starfleet and the Klingon Empire which is talked about and mentioned quite a bit in the original series because by the time of the original series all of that is kind of blown over it's simmered down things with the Klingons ain't great but we're not at war yeah, anymore. The armistice in place. Yeah. Truce or whatever. Exactly. But we this series is all about how that started and I assume eventually how that ends. Uh, yes. I don't suppose that's going to happen in this series. But yeah, I imagine they'll yeah, have a plan. two or three yeah. or four or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, were we on episode five now? Five, yeah, five? it was. Wow. It was episode yeah. five. Though. Well, that's... Yeah, technically episode... Te- technically, I think it's episode three because the first two episodes that were put up on Netflix, it's on Netflix here in the UK for us. Yeah. For anyone in America going, what? Why are you watching it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. CBS or something. Isn't it? It's CBS in the US, yeah. of course, as it has always been, Star Trek. Um, uh, I can hear the cat. Yeah. <laughs> can you yeah. hear him? I'm going to let him out because yeah. he's getting really riled up. Yeah. No, so okay. I'll be back in a second. No problem. 
we, we can cut this bit out. <laughs> He's gone. Yay. I'm sure he's yeah. pleased. But I'm sure he is. But uh, he'll be back in like a minute. <laughs> he'll just be scratching and meowing on the other side of the door. <laughs> but um Yep. So yeah, so Netflix are handling the distribution of Star Trek Discovery, at least over here in the UK. Yeah. But the first two episodes that went up got the I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Which act sort of as a prequel to the series. Yeah. Which isn't very well communicated the, at all. No, they're, 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 these first two episodes are, li- are all about the fir- the incident that instigates the war. Yeah. And um, our, lead, our main character, Michael Burnham, it's inter- interesting to me because it's... I, I don't, I'm not going to say it's the first, but it's one of the few examples of Star Trek where the main character isn't the captain of a ship. Yeah. Um, in this case, it's Starfleet's first mutineer. Yeah, um, it's not even. It doesn't even feel like it's about the ship itself. Which, no, it's very. It's very much not. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is weird because every other series, I suppose, with the argument against Next Generation, was always about kind of the ship and the ship and what what happens with the ship and the story of the crew of the ship. And, yeah, but um, Discovery. So those first two episodes uh, were the, uh, a Vulcan hello and. Battle of the Binary Stars. Yeah. Uh, Something like Battle that. of the Binary System, yeah. I really enjoyed these episodes. That said, I understood going in, oh, I figured out pretty quickly, I was like, oh, this is, these must be, this is clearly a setup for the rest of the series. Because after episode two, going into episode three, it's like seven months difference in the timeline. Yeah. So, it's, very, it's all about, yeah. But those first two episodes were, have, this series has hard split the fan base of Star Trek. Every single... I mean, you see it just on Facebook, Adam. You can see it. Anything posted about Star Trek Discovery, if you look at the little reactions, you will see a thumbs-up like, a love heart, and an angry face. Always. Those are the three. Yeah. And that angry face is always there, and the angry face and the heart always have about the same numbers. Yeah, the like. I'm putting the like as the neutral people like me who are just like, I like this show. It's fine, whatever. Yeah, the, the, um, the people who don't getting, care for fucking reactions. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fucking but Facebook. it's 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 getting criticised. It's it it's it's too action orientated. It's not enough science. It's not. Right. Idea, it's not. It's not. It's not optimistic enough. The, the, the first major I think point, a lot of people are missing yeah, it. Go the first on, major Adam, point is everyone finds it weird that it's called Discovery. The ship's called Discovery, and it starts mm. with a war. <laughs> Which on, on well, face value, knowing what the, Star the Discovery Trek's, is not present at the war. No, but you know what I mean. The, no. the series is going to be about the ship Discovery. Yeah. They've called the series Star Trek Discovery, and the first thing they I, do yeah. is discover Klingons and have a war. <laughs> Which, Pretty which, much, yeah. Which on on face value does come across as a bit. Well, that's not very Star Trek like. Yeah. But there's definitely the once you move past the initial hmm, interesting. That's different. And assuming you don't go into full on irrational hate mode, which is what yeah. some of Star Trek fans have done. Which it's I have a, a, it's a very passionate yeah, fan. I have a funny, I have a funny story. I saw exchange I saw on Twitter that I'll talk about later um, mm. regarding this, which is funny. Um, but yeah, so once you get past that, I'm starting to think up of the ways where the discovery plays into it, 
you know, one yeah. with the ship with its secret mission, and then whether you know, there's lots of things they could be discovering. This mm. that sits outside of the, the pure uh, image of just exploration of space that no one's ever been to before. There's other things they can be discovering, if you know what I mean. That that might be the point of or the moral of the series. But yeah. it's too early to tell which that will be or whether I'm even, you know, close to right. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's certainly where my mind has started to go, you know, forward a bit and think, well, what else could they be thinking about, you know, with the show when they've came up with it? It's, I, t- I tell you the thing is, this, the, the series, those first two episodes, they really caught me off guard. And the series on a whole has caught me off guard because I didn't know a lot going in to Discovery. I knew there was going to be a new Star Trek series. Yep. I knew CBS were making it. Yep. I knew it was going to be a prequel. I knew the name. I, I had an idea of who was going to be in it. Yep. But I honestly thought, just at face value, I said, oh, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, okay. It's probably about the first kind of... It's the first expedition you ship, right? Because that's what the Enterprise is, really. It's the first, like... It, properly just goes out and finds stuff and obviously that's what Starfleet does I know that but Discovery is probably going to be like oh it's then the first big bugger who goes out and finds all this cool stuff that ends up you know that will for loyal fans of the show will recognise oh that's a thing that shows up in the original series or Next Generation whatever I thought it was going to be sort of like that I honestly thought it was going to be a bit more traditional Star Trek yeah and then I watched it, and it's like, no. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> it's like, oh damn, no, yeah. we're we're going we're going hard with this. But I, as I said, I'm really enjoying the series. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing. I I, I agree with I you see, on that. It's, it's been good. We agree on most things, yeah. Adam. This is where we're friends. It's, it's been well made. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's been well well made. The, the actors are all very good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, this, I l- I love Jason Isaacs in it. Yeah, the, despite uh, I love his American I've seen about like how the Klingons look and stuff, which I can agree, they're not. Yeah, it's ironic that the Klingons from like the Next Generation and stuff like that look better than these ones do, but they're not that awful that it puts me off. Yeah, I mean, this I I read an article that kind of justified why the Klingons look the way they do in Discovery. Um, well, and it's uh, like why they look the way they do compared to how they did in the original series, which is only 10 years later. And um, I, I, I'm not going to get into the immense details of it just because, again, I'm not overly familiar. I just can't remember that much of Star Trek, yeah. to be honest. So, But the basic idea was these these Klingons are the Klingons... Because the Klingons seen in the original series, they looked more human-like. And then sort of that that is something that remained true going forward, especially in the next generation, you know, it's like, you see, they're definitely alien, but they look a little bit humanish. Yeah. You can see, you can see, you can definitely see that in them. But, um, uh, the, the justification is that the ones seen in the original series are like these rogue mutants who have been like Klingons spliced with, I think it's human DNA or something. And they're these abominations of Klingon kind. And that's why they look the way they do. And whereas the ones we're seeing here are like pure Klingons. Yeah, before they mixed like in any capacity. Before they mixed. Yeah. In, yeah, exactly. And it's like that's why they look the way they do. My theory is I don't care. They look pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's fair enough that it's, stuff's going to be different 
That's just... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of people who are upset about it. I understand it. This is the thing. You and I, of all people, and this is something people, as, as the podcast continues on, will learn um, about us going forward <laughs> with this podcast. We are, we are... Sorry, my phone started ringing. We are sticklers for continuity and for, for maintaining order yeah. within a universe. A- internal and, and consistency. Within a, yeah, that's it we, can be as crazy as you like that. as long as it's consistently crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We don't care how outlandish the rules of this world are, as long as you stick to them, we don't mind. Yeah. So part of me is sort of going, well, I should care about this. But I think a big part of it is that I'm not as attached to Star Trek as I am to, say, Doctor Who or Star Wars. Yeah. Or, Which is fair. Yeah. You know, whatever you know, whatever. And it, or the M- the MCU, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm not that bothered by it. I don't mind the changes, and I think a big problem of that is, and I'm sure, you know, hardcore Star Trek fans would you know would say um, that I've been sort of brainwashed a little bit, or, or my my view is skewed because I kind to some extent I sort of grew up with JJ the JJ Abrams film 2009, um, which for the record I maintain that first one is. Really, pretty damn good. <laughs> I like that film a great deal. The, the Star Trek 2009. Into Darkness is toss, but there's some weird choices made in that film that just don't make much sense from a writing point of view, let alone yeah. anything else. And uh, Star Trek Beyond is a great deal of fun. It's definitely much more of an action romp than it is anything else. But this, there's still the heart of Star Trek in there. You can still f- feel it in there. But I really. If you haven't seen Beyond, definitely, it's a very good film. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun Star Trek film. Um, but the the show is it's you can feel the flavour of Abrams. There's lens flares and the sets are quite dark and brooding, and uh, you know the effects work. The effects works really good for the TV. Yeah. For you know for TV especially, it's like really really good stuff. Um, but also, it's like it's really good, but it's still very Star Trek. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like in episode five, there's the scene which, by the way, I felt was a little bit rushed with that escape. Um, yeah, whatever. I feel like that could have gone for an episode longer, maybe, but it didn't. Whatever, that's fine. Um, I, I think the, it could have, es- but the, it didn't need to either. I, no, I know what you mean. It, it, no, that's the thing. It didn't need to, but you'd expect it yeah, to. But it's, and whatever. At the end of the day, they've done what they've done. And this that's is fine. the point about the show. Isn't just about the captain. Whereas before yeah. the whole entire episode be dedicated to the captain with, you know, being tortured and whatever else and then escaping. Yeah, the one thing, I tell you, the one thing that, that, that Star Trek Discovery is still doing that Star Trek has always done ever since day one, and that's that it has these characters who are very human and have flaws, and even the aliens, they're very human, and they have flaws and they have stuff going on. And they're not all good guys and bad guys. Yeah, you know? they're they're not all clinical. And yeah, and like Captain Lorca, I stick with with we're really you know we're reasonably three episodes in with him now. Yeah, and I still don't know what I make of him. I I'm not sure. I'm like, do I trust this guy? Do I not trust? It? Part of me says don't trust he, him, but that's part of me that's grown up with him being Lucius Malfoy. So I naturally have a aversion to Jason Isaac. Um, <laughs> I'm like, he's gonna. Fuck me up. As a character, he Death falls into prick. the <laughs> principle of, you know, how much 
self-preservation plays a factor yeah. in everything else. And the He's a very honourable character, yeah. though. This is what we've learned in this episode just gone, episode yeah. five. We find out he's done this awful thing, but he did it with the best of intentions. Yeah. He's, he's a man to deal with the situation in front of him, good or bad. He falls into the interesting thing about, you know, whether absolute power corrupts absolutely. Because he's it's been... Mm said a few times that you know he's been given a lot of leeway and power within Starfleet to fight the war his way as it were yeah, using his kind of words and yeah. what makes you wonder about him is you know he's a man that you know as you said we, we discovered something that he's done in the past already in the war that shows you know the two sides to him of having the right reason for doing something still doing mm. something that most people would wouldn't even consider you know being able to rise to an occasion like that in the worst possible circumstances and do something whether you think it's right or wrong depending on your own view you, sh- you know he's going to be a, a guy who'll stand up and do it and be counted for it yeah you know, stand by what he did to, you know to the end because he feels like he did the right thing regardless of what you think and so yeah. you wonder and how, I mean, how and, and even then he's punishing himself for these missteps yeah. that he's taken you know and the, what that gets you doing is wondering he's a man who's going to use the power he's been given but will it be ultimately a good thing that he's the one with that mm. power or not you don't know that's why you don't trust that's him with it because yeah. you know he'll use it it's not like some people where you could give them all the power in the world and they won't do much. They won't rock the boat. They'll plod along and tinker Don't a little rock bit. Rock the boat, <laughs> rock the boat yeah. baby. It's like the, the safe pair of hands with governments and stuff like that. You elect them in and you know okay. they're going to tinker around the edges and not really do much else. Whereas... Yeah. He's, he's all about yeah, getting shit Yeah, up. he's going to go in there yeah. and knock some heads together and sh- shuffle everything about and do what what yeah. he thinks needs to happen. And that's really the end of it as far as he's concerned. Fuck what anyone else thinks. And that's why you wonder. But I, I quite I quite like him yeah. for that, but at the same time I feel like maybe is he a loose cannon? Can yeah. he be trusted? You, you, because, of, because of the lengths he's willing yeah. to go. It makes to. him a very compelling character that you're going to enjoy mm. watching and think, oh, I'm so glad I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, for, I'm, for sure. I mean, you're right about enjoying like, every scene he's in. I, I I love it. I'm glued to the screen. Yeah. And um he's a lovely contrast to um the show's actual main character, Michael Burnham. Yeah, the the uh, She's kind human. of she is a very confusing she she's very much sort of she's a good person, Evan. We know this. Abs- absolutely. She is like she is good. She does she only strives to do the right thing, the good thing. But she does it in the stiff, vulcanized yeah, way. The logical way, which doesn't necessarily yeah. rub off very well. It does not, no. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy her character, but yeah. it's sort of, she's a little bit. <sighs> it's the thing, the thing is with her is that some would argue, oh, well, she does unexpected things to get results. But I don't think she does. I think every action she's taken in the show so far, you can see it coming based on her as a character. Yeah. Everything because she's she firmly proved, believes yeah. in what she does. Yeah. So, you know, and fortunately, I think 
well, to a degree, unfortunately, but for the most part, fortunately for her, just her instincts seem to be right 99% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she... The execution's she, been she, off she, a little um, bit sometimes, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the instinct's that, been yeah, right. But, um, yeah, but... Yeah. No, you're right. It's good. The, the show's done a good job of giving you enough insight into her mind to see the thought process that's going on. And the reason why she's unpredictable in quotes is because that's compared to the rig- the rigidity of Starfleet command. Yeah. And the fact that she's very much rubbing against it the wrong way, in quotes, <laughs> as far as the majority of them are concerned, because mm. she's not being a sheep, as it were. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, really. Yeah. And it's interesting it's... that there's the two of them doing that with Jason Isaacs I'm, being the captain and then her character doing it. And they're both mm. very similar and very different. Yeah. Um, I think that's why he... Uh, I mean, the characters. That's why he likes her. Yeah. Because he sees so himself. Because he's like... Because first of all, he's like, you're a great... At, you're a fucking genius. You're going to win us this damn war. You started it. You come finish yeah. it. You P- know, pulling on also, the same string that's tugging at him. Yeah. A little bit. But he's also, but he's also sort of like... You know, like like you say, maybe he sees something of himself in her. He's clearly very drawn to her. Yeah. Um, you know, for what you know, whatever. But I, I think I yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, like we've both said, we, we're enjoying the show. Oh. I really like the yeah, show. Yeah, definitely. I got really upset on Saturday when I thought because it turns out it gets uploaded every Monday on Netflix. Yeah. I thought it was for some. I got it mixed up with something else. I thought it was every Saturday, and I was yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Fuck you, Netflix! Mm. Oh, it's Monday. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah, and then I saw. First of all, I couldn't even find the damn tile <laughs> on the Netflix app. Like Netflix is actively hiding <laughs> shows and films that I want to watch from me. But yeah, but yeah, well, that's another talk for yeah. another day. Well, it, but. It, I've been enjoying uh, it. We're yes. enjoying it. There uh, we go. We you, you are in the minority of Star Star Trek fans. Well, I Star Wars, Jesus. The, the vocal... <laughs> we're definitely a vocal minority because mm. the people that dislike it are the ones that shout the most. Speaking true. of which, I saw... Ah, yes. I saw on uh, Twitter an exchange that came up because someone uh, I know that I follow on Twitter liked one of his comments. And it's on a, a Twitter thread... And his comment is, you know, no, I I took the job partly because I'm a big Star Trek fan, and mostly to annoy you, which is his <laughs> comment, that I, which is what I first saw, and you think, oh, that's good, oh, I like this. That's, that's a good comment coming from him. Who is that? That's Who's Jason that? Isaacks. Yeah, that, is it? that's him oh. replying to something. I thought, that's right, lovely. I want to see what why this he, is about. Why would people be annoyed with him? Uh, <laughs> He's a great actor. He's a cracking Blake. I know, that, that was him replying to someone. Um, no, no, yeah. I know, I know, but my point is someone has a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, it's because like, of the why? Twitter exchange, which I thought, right, after seeing uh, that comment, I thought, yes, that's good. I want to see why this is happening. And it's yeah, he's cracking, a man. self-proclaimed trekky, hardcore, proper fan mm. complaining I about was... the, the propulsion system and the spore drive going, Star Trek has always had warp drives and this spore drive is just more, you know, re rehashing stuff that they don't need to fix and pre-code blah 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 changing shit for the sake of it blah blah yeah, blah they're not, uh, no, well then clearly he's not watching yeah, the show no, no, they, they said they haven't clearly, watched it they went, oh I watched the trailers and you've yeah. never done 
you're like, what if you oh, can't t- you can't criticize something you've not actually seen? And they go, well, have you never oh, yes. decided not to watch a film because you've seen the trailers for it? And did you not judge that film? You go, oh, fucking. And so this is going on and on and no, on. And right, on. I understand the point he's making yeah. there, but the thing is, he's, he's, he's throwing you, it in someone's face trailer. in a wrong manner because he's fucked we, up. Like we watch a trailer, yeah. we see it, we go, I don't like the look of yeah. that. We don't make assumptions about the entirety of the yeah, film. You don't. Go, you don't stand there and talk about how you hate the city and the Black Panther yeah. trailer because it's, yeah, exactly. it's different to the so comics book, blah 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 and they go well, yeah. or you go it's why like, are they in Tokyo and it turns out they are actually in Wakanda <laughs> because you yeah, haven't seen the like, film yeah. you won't know that exactly um, like, but it's evident I'm I'm very curious to see how we in, I think I kind of figure out where where they're going but at some point at least in the middle of this series I don't know how many runs it's going to get I hope it gets a few I hope Assuming the first one keeps this first keeps going as well as it is, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, then I hope we get a second, and you know, hopefully it maintains quality. Yeah. But uh, I, I, either at the midpoint or at the end of the series, that drive will be gone because it has to for continuity. But also, oh. evidently in the story that's being told, it doesn't work. Um, well, the, 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 that's the funny thing about it. We don't know what's going to happen with the, the spore drive ah. thing. And whatever, true, so that's yeah. that's why that's part of the story. But the fact that that's put it's, that it's an interesting on, amount of ambiguity in a in a yeah, prequel. It's just that that the way that person's going on and on about it as if it's mm. replacing warp drives, even though they mention warp drives like in the trailers and stuff. Yeah, for it. You know, take us the maximum because the, dis- the discovery has warp. Yeah, drives. exactly, because that's how it normally so, moves about. But they're developing yeah, exactly, this other proportion system. I uh, I really like pr- that. Fun- uh, I love I love the effect. Of the spore drive when it kicks yeah. in, I d- it's cracking. I love it. I find it weird that the ship spins twists. about. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's folding two points of space and time together. Yeah, isn't it? It, it's just one of those. It's great. It, it looks weird because I'm thinking about it as why is the ship spinning? <laughs> yeah, well, but, yeah, but but the ship isn't yeah, spinning. It's, it's just moving. It's all to do with that. I stuff, love it, though. which is which it's is very fair enough. Cool it does effect. look cool. It's just a wee bit when you wow. go, well, why is it doing that? Huh? Um, yeah. But yeah, I tell you what, man, I can't wait for next Monday. Yeah, quite. I know. How, do we know how many episodes there are in a series? I don't actually. How, how many are they doing in this? First? I'm going to Google you, it. You Google it. But that was the the Twitter exchange, and obviously Jason, Jason Isaacs has popped in and going, "Well, you've obviously not watched it, then you idiot." Pretty much. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing oh, that there. And then, and then they talk. That person starts having a go at him. And other people on the show going, why are they hiring actors that aren't real Trekkies and real fans and blah, blah, blah. I bet you're only in it for the money and all Ooh, that sort of stuff. You know you know what else episode five did for the first time in Star Trek history? Swear. Swear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Several yeah. times in one scene. I loved it. Yeah, because it, it comes very much out of the blue. <laughs> it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Because it's a very natural reaction to have. Yeah. It, it's it the sort of thing sense. I would say if I was there. Yeah, no, you think? absolutely. But yeah, I, I just seen. Uh, I've just seen. Well, I've been looking to see how many episodes. I, I, there is no confirmed number. Um, it could, it could but one of the forever. top stories on Google is an article saying the title is "And now Star Trek Discovery has lost its soul." Uh, disagree, <laughs> but whatever. People can think what they want to think. At the end of the day, I'm enjoying it. If someone else isn't enjoying it, it doesn't matter. My enjoyment shouldn't affect them yeah. and their 
and enjoyment shouldn't affect it's, me. It's so one of those things. I think people are complaining about it because it's not traditional Star Trek, and we haven't had well, this traditional Star Trek in a long time. If this was coming, no. off, I don't, there was a, a series running just now that was very regular Star Trek, mm. or the films were very regular Star Trek and not yeah. so divisive as they are because they're more actiony and fun or whatever. I think um, I think it's a big point that's been made by several different outlets. But I'm I'm thinking of specifically I think the Guardian and Polygon have both highlighted it. I just that's I like not who I was expecting you to mention. No, but yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they got they got a wide palette. Yeah, no, no. But um they um both I at least the two that I can think of, I'm sure others have, but they both pointed out how Star Trek has always been a reflection of the time it's made in. Yeah. And so and one of the big things is that I think a lot of people are missing out. Is they're like, why isn't it? You know, it's not idealistic and it's not optimistic and blah blah. And it's them missing the entire point of the series, of this series specifically, yeah. Discovery. Yeah. And it's that Discovery is a time of war and strife and conflict and just messy stuff happening. And it's the first time Starfleet's ever had to deal with it, and they're figuring it out, and everybody's figuring it out. And they're like, yeah, but it comes before the original series, which had all this hope and optimism. And it's like, yeah, we have to get to that point. Yeah. By the end of Discovery, they will be at that point. They have to be for it to work. Yeah. But you have to get there first. We're at the start. Yeah. Uh, assuming, of course, that of... it gets to do a full run. Or, I hope it does. Or at least have I a... hope it does. Finish its series, and even if it has to be adapted yeah. and cut short a bit, they can still oh. set that through so yeah. that the continuity continues to flow, even if it doesn't. Yeah, do I mean, full I think the, the, the usual running for a Star Trek series is sort of like three or four seasons yeah. a series. Yeah. So we'll, we'll probably, I think we'll probably get that. I, th- I, d- I want to Google it just to be sure, but I'm just going to wing it and say I think I read that it's already been renewed uh, like a second yeah. series has already been greenlit for it but i don't know um, also i wouldn't be I surprised because netflix true. has been quite well see netflix but well yeah cbs yeah. netflix netflix yeah. is involved in some capacity and they're quite good that or have they been quite confident with stuff for just yeah going, right you want you've got a plan for two series of this show done yeah, I mean, to be honest, even if CBS were like, we're not going to do another one, I wouldn't put it past Netflix to be like, look, we'll pay the licensing for yeah. it. C- cool, we'll do it. You yeah. know it's getting views. Because yeah. um, people are watching it, even the fans that don't like it, they're still watching it so they can moan well, about it. Not that particular person on Twitter. <laughs> not that particular person, no. <laughs> the person that made a complete yeah, dick of themselves by complaining about mm. spore drives replacing warp drives <laughs> when they don't. <laughs> Some people, <laughs> the internet, huh? Talk some people though, but fandoms <laughs> and the complexities that they bring to the table. There's a very specific thing that's happened in the past couple of weeks. Last week specifically, is this the sauce? Very. There is very well. Yes, Adam. Let me get to it. Come on, <laughs> just, just checking. <laughs> I know. It's a very popular series. It's an adult cartoon. It goes by the name Rick and Morty. It's on Adult Swim. It's very popular. I'm a fan. I like the show. I enjoy the show. I sit with a few people and think, well, the third series isn't quite what it could have been, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, Adam, Rick and Morty's got an odd fan base. Yes. Are you part of the odd fan base? <laughs> no. I've heard of the odd fan base. But I don't even watch the show. So You don't watch the show. It's a very good show. I think you'd very much enjoy it. 
It's very funny. It's very. Uh, it, I, you'd enjoy it. It's not, it's not been visually appealing to me, which no, I wasn't into the visuals at first, but they grow on you. They work in in the context of the series. Yeah, no, no, I mean, which it, is good because if they didn't work there, then it would be rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fair enough. It's just one of those because it's not really grabbed me in that sense. Yeah, it being animated, that's a big mm. you know a big part of why you watch it. I mean, stuff can be. Real life stuff can be filmed in a way that's not maybe the best, but still, because it's real life, you don't really think about it. Whereas yeah. stuff that's actually animated has to kind of grab me a little bit it's, more. It's, and then if... it, it it it's quite absorbing. It's just it's sort of, I mean, even the fir- the very first episode, like I had to try and watch it a couple of times before I got into it, just because it kind of it 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 takes no prisoners. It doesn't mess about. It just goes straight in. And it's like, hello, here's the world, bam. It's like, oh, right. But um, anyway, at the start of series three of the show, there is a bit at the end of the first episode where our main character, one of our two main characters, Rick, Rick Sanchez, reveals that the reason he does all of the crazy things he does, all of these in, insane things, the madness that he he he, he, he is... His his reason for being is because he wants Szechuan sauce. More specifically, he wants the Szechuan sauce that McDonald's had a limited run of back in 1998 in tandem with the hit Disney film Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what they did. It was a product tie-in. Yeah. Like, yeah, Szechuan sauce for your McChicken nuggets. And... Rick loves this sauce, but they only did it in the in 1998, and he can't find it anywhere else. That's all he wants. He wants Szechuan sauce, Adam. Yeah. He wants it. He wants it. It's a sauce you can buy at Tesco's. It's exactly the same. Anyway, he wants yeah. it. And that is the reveal. That's the revelation. It's a joke. It's nothing more than that. It's a bit, yeah, right? It's, it's this funny bit. The writers did it. It's, it's funny. An, it's an interesting, weird... It is really funny, just given all of the adventures. Yeah, yeah, all of the adventures that have come before this, and then he's like, "I want the sauce, Morty." It's like that's that's why I do everything I do. (laughs) I want the Szechuan sauce. It's like, ah, and Morty starts freaking out because Rick's getting really intense, and it's like, oh, okay. It's very funny. It is. It's funny bit, but that's that's all it is. But McDonald's, they saw this. Well, McDonald's Twitter, anyway. They they saw this and they went, hmm. We might have a thing here. We could, ooh. And when the first, and a, f- a little while after that, fir- the first episode premiered on April 1st, like April Fool's yeah. for Series 3, they were just like, here you go, and they put it on a loop for the entire day. It's a very good April Fool's joke. But then it was, like, it was ages to wait until the ne- until the rest of the series started. I can't remember. It's like two months or something, two or three months. Yeah. Um, but at some point after that episode aired on April 1st, someone at McDonald's found the old recipe for the Szechuan sauce, made some, bottled it up into a big bottle, and sent it to um, Justin Roiland, who's, who's, one the, who's, the co- who's one of the co-creators of the series. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, what the, what the crap? And McDonald's got very into it. They were like, they wrote an entire 
thing on the label. It's like, oh, this is from a dimension where we never stopped making the Szechuan sauce. <laughs> it's, it's an in-joke. Uh, we took the label That's of Tesco's own. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Put it in our but own junk and sent it to you. <laughs> they made the sauce. They send it off. Justin tweets about it. He's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Everybody gets excited. That's a funny... It's a funny thing. We all appreciate yeah. it. We're like, ah, that's funny. Yeah, nice. And then, it's, for whatever reason, seemingly out of the blue, last week, McDonald's announced on Twitter that for one, one day, one day only, Adam, at select McDonald's chains, they, there would be Szechuan sauce. They've done it. They've made some more. They've sent some out. However, what they failed to mention is that they made that every store got 20 sachets of the sauce, and that's it. They got, like, 20 sachets. And it was really random which McDonald's got it. It, it, could, it would be some random one in the outback of nowhere in the middle of Texas yeah. or something. You know, it was, like, it's really random. Anyway, the Rick and Morty... The nutters of the Rick and Morty fan base get wind of this. They run off to the McDonald's and they made it really hard to be a fan of this show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they There's did. The, there was loads of them queuing outside shops, There's... some of which were listed on the website but didn't actually get any of the sauce. Yeah. And the ones that did, as you said, only had a very, very limited amount and there was yeah. hundreds of people waiting for it. And it caused small little riots and tantrums of fans. And there's a video going around of this guy who jumps up on a counter and he starts screaming about he wants his sauce, his pickle Rick, he wants to get Swifty, referencing the show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of people are angry about this video. They're like, look at this prat. I think it's staged because if you watch the video... The guy's filming before the dude starts doing any of that stuff. So I think he was like, hey, go do something funny. Let's make a video. And that's what he yeah. did. I think it's played up for laughs. It's not very funny. I mean, think the, the poor workers in this McDonald's, man, having to deal with these pricks. <laughs> I would like, not be happy. In fact, I'd probably have Nah, left. man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous. But it's like the reports they'd have to fill out and stuff. Like they, They'd have to like write fill out forms like saying this shit happened everyone's gonna have to fill it out so it's like it's so it's just it's no good man and it's like for it's, you can buy it at supermarket mcdonald's szechuan sauce isn't special no it's just szechuan, <laughs> it's just sauce. szechuan sauce it's just maybe it's a little bit thicker because it's mcdonald's and they probably put a little bit of syrup or something in there to make it a bit you know it's cornstarch or it's whatever probably more preserved thicken it up because it's going yeah, make it a little bit more dip friend, yeah. a little bit more dip friendly for the McNugs. Yeah. But that's about it. It's just Szechuan sauce. I, I could buy a bottle right now from the cop down my street. It's like it's not a big deal, right? So I don't, I don't understand the hype. I get the, I enjoyed the joke in the show, but I don't get the hype. And I just, it sort of, it got me thinking that and the whole Star Trek thing. Adam, there's a lot of people out there who like stuff. Yes, but only um, the way they like think it is the correct way. Yeah, and I just think, do you think maybe my question here is maybe do you think sometimes, not sometimes, do you think fans ruin shows? They, just on a whole. They can. They yeah, can, the, yeah. There's definitely a capacity for that. 
as you say, it makes. Well, I've never watched Rick and Morty, as I, as I mentioned. I didn't find it particularly yeah. appealing when I've seen clips of it or trailers or whatever. I thought... It's not a good show out of context. Yeah, it's, and the, it's really it's, not. It's maybe something that I'll have went, mm, I'm not sure about that, but someone like you will turn around and went, no, actually, you should watch You should watch it. I think you maybe Here's a good episode to watch. Go watch that one. Because it's yeah. it's about something That's that you really... would like or whatever, and then you you watch that yeah. one and see what you think, and then go back to the start and watch it all or whatever, and you think maybe I would have, but after stories like that and it coming up, it's came up more than once about Rick and Morty fans being a bit dual alley to this, put it. To put the it whole nicely. thing, man. It's like a lot of fans. There's there's entire Facebook groups about whether you're a Rick or a Jerry. Jerry's one of the characters on the show. He's this very inept sort of cuckold husband of rick's daughter and he's just he he can't do anything right and rick hates him yeah. right he's just this he's a normal dude basically yeah. he's and the butt of this super genius right. yeah yeah exactly and a lot of a lot of these people who think they're ricks are actually jerry's because they don't understand that this it, it's weird man it's it's people are so skewed their views of the show and rick as a character like they think of him as this noble hero and he's not he's a prick he's not a nice man like he is an arsehole <laughs> like he gets away with it because every now and then he saves the universe <laughs> like that's it that's it that's the reason people let him get away with the shit he does because he's this genius and it's like every now and then he, yeah, saves he has a, he has some redeeming features i.e. his propensity yeah. to save everyone <laughs> yeah exactly but he's, he's not even happy about it when he does save everyone yeah. it's it's really weird but it's like he's He's not a good person. He's not a nice character. Yeah. It's it's like he's not who anyone should want to be like. It's really I, I take what, it he doesn't even reason, have like the, the morals, say, of like a Batman character who does awful no, things he, he but care. for the correct he, reason or with the right intention. Not even that. Yeah. Not even that. No, he's just he's just ca- he's just chaotic. He's the joker. One of the one of the things <laughs> As, as, well, yeah, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, you're someone you haven't watched the show, so I'll give a bit of backstory. Basically, Rick's this super genius. He created this portal gun that hops. He can hop through dimensions. So the multiverse yeah. and different dimensions are the basic rules of this universe, right? They exist here. So um, he hops here and there. So there are infinite Ricks and there are infinite Mortys and there are infinite worlds and infinite things have happened and everything that has ever happened has happened and everything that could happen has happened. You just have to go there. Yeah. Right. So he's completely disconnected. In In the first series, there's an episode where basically his grandson, Morty, turns to him and says, Rick, will you make a... There's this girl I fancy at school. Will you make a thing that will make her love me? Make me a potion. And he's like, yeah, sure. He makes it for him. But he fails. He leaves out a little bit of information that's like... Don't give it to her if she's got the flu. And she has the flu. <laughs> and basically, everyone gets turned into hideous creatures. They ruin the world. They destroy the entire world. Everyone gets mutated into these, dis- like, Cronenberg creatures. <laughs> That's the wrong word. <laughs> I'm an idiot. But, um, yeah, it's, they, they ruin the world. So they hop from that dimension over to a dimension where everything up until the creation of that potion has been exactly the same, except 
when they made the potion, they both died. So they go to this dimension and replace the two of them who die. <laughs> and that ha- that's the first series. Yeah. And now they just go, they're in this different dimension. And it's like, you know, the result is there are no consequences for this character. Yeah. So he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't As long care. as he doesn't actually die. Yeah, it's like, it's this thing. It's, it's the thing. It's like, even his body, he doesn't care about his body. He'll just get a new body. As long as his mind is fine, Rick doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. One of the one of the implications is like you dig it a little bit deeper. One of the, one of the things is it's very much heavily implied. It's shown throughout the show that this Rick is very attached to this Morty that he's got, more so than the other Ricks that you see in this in the series. And he gets mocked for it because he really is attached to his grandkids. He really does love yeah. his daughter and his kid and his grandkids, right? Whereas the other Ricks that that have come that you've seen in the series clearly they don't give a fuck. They get they get a new Morty whenever they want. It's like, oh, my Morty died. Oh, I'll get another Morty. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, people have taken all of the wrong cues from the show and from that character. Um, in, in a degree, to some degree, it's almost, you, you could argue it's kind of the reverse effect of, like, fans of Doctor Who who are unhappy with Jodie Whittaker, who have clearly, they've missed the point of that show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and it's the same thing where people have been watching Rick and Morty and they've missed the point. Don't be like Rick. Rick's a prick. Yeah. He's, he's not something like, to aspire to be. He's a warning. He's not. Yeah. No. Yeah, he is. He is. It almost he really sounds is, like but... he's a warning about parenting. A, to and a degree, the, yeah. The lack he, of consequence being the, yeah. the cause of some truly awful people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's mad, but... It's funny, because this thing, a lot of people, I'm sure you've heard it, a lot of people say, oh, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty is a show for smart people. It's a smart show. Yeah. And every show's smart, you know, to some degree, every show has to be. But Rick and, Rick and Morty, it does, it is, it is these very kind of, not nuanced, but there's these messages and allegories and, and all these metaphors and, and you know, the, these sort of pinpoints for growth to inspire growth in a person, right? Hidden within the guise of this show that makes a lot of dick and fart jokes. Yeah. You know, but it is intelligent to a degree. It's, it's intelligent in the same way that Futurama was, right? Where a lot of the science is actually really well thought yeah. out and quite clever. And like, it, it's outlandish bits, but it's all based in real science for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's real science but, um, from the time and theories from the time that, yeah. that well, maybe this could yeah. be possible. And if it was possible, exactly, what would that exactly. mean? Sort of. You can see, yeah. The, so the, on that the basis, the show is smart. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the first episode of series two is really clever the way it's all done. And I would say go watch that one, but you kind of have to watch at least the, the last couple episodes of the first series so that yeah, the at least the, the the plot point of the first episode of series two makes sense. Yeah. But it's 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 all about fracturing timelines and getting all split up into different timelines and you have to bring the timelines back together so that they don't destroy the universes whatever i think you should go and watch it it's all on netflix yeah. but um i i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna have a think about an episode for you, for you to go and have a watch oh, if it's on netflix uh, that would help <laughs> it, all, all three yeah. seasons yeah that that's how that's how series three of uh rick and morty was distributed here in the uk it was netflix each week yeah. Yeah, but um, 
yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's worth a watch. Um, but I mean, look, at the end of the day, maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't, whatever. It's not the end of the world. But I think, at, at least for you, I'd say it's worth a watch. You should give it a, give it a crack. Yeah. Do, you know, try, try and do a couple episodes. Because I do think, cause, I mean, if I like it. <laughs> Yeah, well, if you we share so we share so many common interests. Yeah, well, if, if you pick out some episodes that you think will tickle my fancy the, the most, then yeah. I'll, I'll give them a try. Um, well, yeah, that's it. We've been going for nearly two hours. Oh, nearly, it's time, Adam. <laughs> it's time. Nearly two hours, sir. There we go. That's the first yeah. episode. Woo, well, we did it. To, to make sure I answered your question, yes, fans can ruin shit. Fans can ruin yeah. shit. Yeah. Or the, the internet ruined shit, which is true. Oh, yeah, any comment yeah, section, you go, oh, "Why are you fucking people here?" Oh Christ, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the comment section. <laughs> I really wasn't trying to defend EA for releasing <laughs> Titanfall when they released it. No, I just, I know, I know what you were trying to do, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm not attacking. I really wasn't. I'm I was not, just I'm saying, not attacking like, you. I'm attacking no, the position. Which I, it, we always we always, <laughs> we always stumble into that, and then we both get annoyed at each other because I'm like I'm not fucking doing that, and then you're like yes yes you are, and I'm like well I'm not. Just let me say what I'm trying to say, and you're like no no I'm up, not taking EA's position. I'm just explaining EA's position. It's like that's taking their position. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Explaining it, explaining mm. what the position is, is not taking their position. It's like when it's like the two of us sit down and discuss politics, and I. You know, and I sit down and I say what the Tories are doing. That's not me taking their side, as you well know. I would <laughs> never do that. It's like that's just it's that's that's how you have a good, clear debate and discussion yeah. about something. Is you have to voice those possibilities and that stuff. Yeah, but it makes for a more but, fun um, podcast when I mix the two. <laughs> I know. We we have to we have to re we have to recalibrate the balance for it. Uh, but I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll work that out as we go. That's fine. For the most part, we'll be on the same side anyway, so it'll be fine. Ah, we're we're always on the same side, <laughs> except when it comes to yeah, probably <laughs> probably curry sauce and chips. I don't know. What is your stance on curry sauce and chips? Not particularly a fan. Ah, but... see, we're on the same side. <laughs> they are. No, not really a fan. I don't There's nothing. Care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's nothing. Oh. What do you I'm know? A, I'm a classic tomato sauce kind of guy. Oh, that's the way. It's the way forward. And it's got to be Heinz. Well, then. <laughs> it has right, to be Heinz. Always. <laughs> it's the one luxury I afford myself. Even when I'm shit broke, I yeah. always get Heinz beans and Heinz ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, I buy, you know, it's Bats' fucking Worcestershire sauce, however you pronounce that, instead of Lee and Perns, and it's fucking... It's got to be, it's got to be that. Instead of Besto, it's fucking, you know, whatever, oh, gravy, always. granules and all that, but it's always Heinz tomato sauce. <laughs> always. Oh, Adam, lovely stuff. That's the podcast for this week. Yes. Madness. One of many, hopefully. One down. Who knows how many more to go. At we least set a limit. A thousand, one for every hour we've played The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hang on. And it's claiming... <laughs> It'll oh, never end because I still play we'll that never, game. We'll never get that done. We'll be dead <laughs> before we get even close to court of the way. Yeah, you'll be oh. sitting in your deathbed, and people will ask you, "What's your biggest regret?" It's like, there's still 500 episodes to go to reach the target. Utter mad. <laughs> right. <sighs> I've been Alfred. He's been Adam. Yes, this I has have. been the Rattle On podcast. 
Uh, if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at RattleOnPod. And you can email us um, at RattleOnPod at gmail.com. Uh, nice and easy uh, to... Nice and easy. It's so yeah. simple. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> like... the last one. <laughs> oh, well, we don't talk about the last one. It had initials in it. Fucking right. It was a disaster. Oh, we buggered that one up. It's fine. We live and we learn. <laughs> Until next time, I've been Alfred. And I've been Adam. And this has been Rattle On Podcast. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm not used to doing outros yeah. like that. <laughs> That's just fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> we'll something new. We don't have to do it next week, but you, you need to do it. And I've been Adam Betts, so I can edit it in and it sounds seamless. Bye.